The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's a good day to be a Yankee fan. I mean, we're, it's, we're recording this mere hours before an all-star game I don't care about. On the heels of a home run derby I couldn't give a shit about. <laughs> um, you know, and honestly, there's just a, there's a double header in between me and Baltimore week. Because we got a lot going on. It is. You are fresh off of Vegas. It's Baltimore week. All-star game. We just saw Castillo. Juan Soto needs a new home. I mean, everything's going on. First off, how is Vegas? It was a trip, man. It was a trip. It was my fourth time, but the first three times I went for work. So this was a very, very different experience, obviously. Yes. How many? It was bachelor party. It was a bachelor party that I was that I'm actually the best man for. So I was doing a lot of the planning. All right. And you guys stayed in an Airbnb. Yeah, it was like an entourage style swimming pool, water slide, full basketball court, all that jazz. Oh, wow. That's sick. You should have tweeted more pictures of that. (laughs) That sounds sick. At first, I was like, are they just at a fucking Airbnb? Because to me. And I know people who've done it um, like I I dated a girl at one point whose like parents had a timeshare out there mm-hmm. or someone's parents did. So she went on a bachelorette party and they just had like a condo off the strip and then they went to the strip for everything. And just the idea of not being able to just be like, I'm going upstairs threw me off because I'm also fucked up. The entire time I'm in Las Vegas, like I land dispensary, I'm smoking before I'm checking in, I'm drinking. Uh, I've never been there where I've had to really pay for anything. Right. It's always comps. So it's like drinks don't matter. I'm to the room. Just me and my friends, we get to the room. Just everything's to the room. So no consequences. 
Yeah, it was different for us just because so we had 12 guys and it was like, all right, if we got hotel rooms, where are the 12 of us going to just sit around and chill? So yep. that was kind of the that Makes was the sense. issue there. But, yeah, we found uh, I found an Airbnb that it was like seven minutes from the strip. Everything in Vegas is so close together. It, it's crazy. Like the airport is two minutes from from well, all yeah, the casinos. It's just desert. Like if you yeah. go more than four minutes away, you die. <laughs> you need there's all there's infrastructure right there and that's it. Uh, funny image that I think you would have been funny to see. So Friday we had a, we did like a, one of those day pool parties and I reserved like a cabana with bottle service, the whole, the, you know, the whole nine and, uh, you know, our, our cabana had a TV in it. So day party, you know, seven, seven o'clock rolls around. Well, this around. is after Thursday. You get there and find out that you've got MLB TV in the Airbnb. So that was big for you. Yes. That, that was big. That was huge. Yeah. So okay, Friday, I just wanted to make sure you got. Your proper psycho credit as soon as you got there. <laughs> so yeah. now it's Friday. You Fr- Yeah, Friday. So I think the pool party, wh- what time was it? It started, I don't know, I guess like 1 o'clock Pacific time. Um, and then the Yankee game was at 4 o'clock Pacific time. So everybody's partying. You know, we have this cabana. I, I, the, the waitresses, like they pretty much weren't wearing any clothes. It, it was it was pretty wild. Everyone's partying in the pool. Then obviously, you know, it's 345. My biological clock's going off like game's about to start. So I go up to our, our waitress and I'm like, yeah, can can you put uh put the Yankee game on our on our cabana TV here? She put it right up. So I'm basically sitting in this cabana, you know, by myself. Watching Yankees Red Sox while the entire rest of this, you know, pool party is is partying in the pool and and going nuts. I thought you would have enjoyed that image. So one, I fully expected that because you did a little pan over. You were like, find a way. And it was the TV. (laughs) Yeah. I also I was going to I haven't had time this week. um, Because new job and all that stuff. Oh, and shout out to I'm not going to mention anyone's name. Uh for you know whatever because i don't cross work and whatever i got you know i recorded last week my first day at a new job i wake up in the morning i have uh you know a training assignment from a guy that's got like a cool his last name stands out i'll I'll tell you off air and i'm just like oh that's a cool name and then a little later into the day i get you know maybe like 10 o'clock i just get a slack pop up from that guy who i've never met JJ from the Bronx. Love the show. Nice. And I was just like, oh, okay. I did not expect that. Did not <laughs> expect that at all. Um, so I didn't have time, but I was going to try to piece together. How fucked up were you for some of these games? Because you would, I'm watching the game. I know you're at a pool party in Vegas. The Yankees do some good things. They do some bad things on Friday. This also happened on Saturday. I don't know where you were, but you would randomly tweet like go Yanks like an old man, like the way someone's parents will have a Facebook status. It's just their kid's name because they were trying to search. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, by the time the Yankees, it was started. You were clock. I was pretty. (laughs) I was going to try to align like the time that you tweeted it with like, I don't know. He just threw a a curveball two one. It got. Fouled back. What, what are you yelling go yanks about? <laughs> it, yeah, it's funny. Like some people, when they get to that level, they'll like text their exes or like drunk call people. I'll just tweet go yanks in all caps. Yeah, that's <laughs> all it was. I was just like, it reminded me of like my parents early on Facebook where like my mom's status would just be like Jack. <laughs> 
I will say though, the adrenaline was very high. So just to give you some background. So my buddy, the kid getting married, he's from Massachusetts, but he works on wall street now. So it was like half red Sox fan. So like from double piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nah, he's, he's the man, but no, yeah, it was a half. It was like half, you know, red Sox fans from his hometown and then half Yankee fans from wall street that he worked with. And then me kind of, so it was a very like spirited atmosphere. We were going back and forth. So there was a lot of juice and there were, you know, other than when we were at the pool party for the rest of the time, all the other baseball fans were down to care. Yeah. I was going to say what happened on Friday, but when you've got like naked servers and I imagine just like the girls that are out there, I've never been in the summer. I've never been to a pool party in Vegas. Um, I imagine, yeah, it's just like ass everywhere. Like I'd watch that over a Red Sox Yankees game. Yeah, it was or like, we're up by fourteen or down by fifteen. So there were, yeah, there were two waitresses like serving us, and then there was like a busboy, I guess, like a younger dude, and he was, was he hot. <laughs> He's a normal <laughs> looking guy, yeah. but he was telling us that they that these waitresses basically have to like like audition every yeah. year. Yeah. For the job, I didn't I didn't want to ask, like, you know, what what went into that. But it sounds like, yeah, it's it's pretty intense to get it. So there was a big case in Atlantic City. Oh, maybe like seven years ago or so. Yeah. The Borgata was firing servers for gaining weight. Yeah. And they were like, you can't you can't fire me for gaining weight. And they were like, no, we can. Your contract says you're a model that serves, not a server that models. So you're a model. Models have to stay with the thing. Big trial went to uh, court. My father-in-law was the judge. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> ruled, oh, right, on the right. si- ruled on the side of the Borgata. And even he was like, yeah, like, I don't think it's not like, I don't think it's moral, but like, that's the law. Like, he's very like that. That is the law. So that's what it is. That's um, wild. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But overall, good Vegas trip. You're still recovering. Great Vegas trip, still recovering a little bit. Uh, I took a COVID test when I got home, which was negative. So that that helped uh, put me at ease. But yeah, no, it was, a, it was a great time. But dude, those, you know, like those West Coast trips, they just take a lot out of you. Oh, it's, it sucks. It sucks so much. I remember like in my 20s going like me and my buddies, like we drink on the plane. Like, you know, you're all flying together. You're excited. You drink on the plane. Uh, there were maybe like twice where no one got like out of hand. But this the server was just like. You keep ordering a scotch and a beer and like the frequency is getting yeah. shorter and shorter. Yeah, yeah. You got to slow that down. Um, but, yeah, it's always like red eyes home. It's just it's the worst. It takes you a couple of days to recover. There's no and you, you go into it with like, no, babe, I'll, don't worry. I'll be fine when I come back. And you're not. You're not. <laughs> no, definitely not. But no, I mean, it was great. I mean, the way that we thumped them. On Saturday night, like the last night before I left was was just awesome. Judge hit the two homers. Carpenter hit the two homers. And it was great because like, you know, Devers Devers hit the first home run of the game and and the Red Sox fans all start chirping. Oh, here we you know, here we go again. Devers again. And then we just went bombs away and scored whatever it was. Twelve runs in a row. Um, Yeah, it was a great, great way to end the trip. And they easily could have swept, man. Friday was 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 an ugly game. Yeah, ugly game. Yeah. It's sad. Uh, this is how you know I care about you. When they won on Saturday, I was like, that that makes the flight easier. That was my first thought was this makes it because you're already white knuckling, just like, ah, the hangover yes. slash being drunk. Yes. Yeah. Eating that, uh, probably picking up some Burger King in the airport. Oh, uh, yeah. It was that's sad. Yeah. And I did do the red eye, man. It's like because my options were like, all right, do I want to spend another night out here spending a ton of money and then be in a plane all day 
on Sunday, get home at night, or do I just want to like end this shit now? Dude, you're going to be at, listen, at, at 6 a.m. Eastern time. You're either going to be fucked up coming back from a club or fucked up getting in an Uber 45 minutes from your house or whatever it is. Yes. And I'll I'll take option B every time. Yeah, that was that was exactly my my thought process. But, yeah, no, I thought it was big the way they responded, uh, you know, after Friday. And it was nice to see Judge get back on track like he wasn't a little bit of a power slump, if you can call it that, to see him hit two on Saturday. And and Carpenter like those, like, how about Matt Carpenter, man? Like what? <laughs> Dude, what is going on? Every and I've seen a couple of people say like the scary thing is when you watch it, it seems like there's no. Now I am not an expert at swing planes and all that shit, but people are saying like what's scary is there's no hole in it. Like he has whatever he was missing in previous years that I wasn't paying attention to him. He's fixed and it doesn't look like it's not a flash in the pan anymore. It looks like he may have just and I'm talking beyond this year with the Yankees, a career resurgence where this guy who was about to be out of baseball, only one team called can probably still I mean, he's like 36, can probably get a one year contract with a a second year option and a buyout of it. Oh, absolutely. And he was a he was a two time all star. Like, it's not like he was a scrub. It's funny because he's what everybody wanted Joey Gallo to be left handed hitter, extreme uppercut swing swing that's apparently built for Yankee Stadium. Like he's taking walks. He's doing everything that Gallo was supposed to do and isn't doing. He's basically been the Gallo replacement. And now he's starting over. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's an adjustment in the field. I mean, we saw it on Friday, which is getting the ball back in. But I think one thing it's one thing I think to go from any position to like first base. Uh, Now, first base is tough. It's got its own difficulties, but it's maybe a little easier tracking fly balls, you know, unique dimensions of fields, just learning new position on the fly midseason when you're almost at a baseball at the major league level. All the credit in the world for him, you know, to him for going out there and doing it. Yeah, like, and he's got the perfect dad. What did he? What did he say? I'll park the cars or I'll load the luggage. Yeah, I'll play I'll, wherever. And then you have Joey Gallo. That's I don't bun. I don't hit against the shift. I don't do this. Like this is the attitude that we need. Yeah. No, I mean it's he brings a tremendous amount of skill. Obviously, to the team, uh, a level of excitement to the fans. Uh, he's got the fucking mustache. Like that plays a role in it too. Like if he was just clean shaven and doing this, exact same numbers, no mustache. It doesn't mean as much. And everyone knows that. It's the same thing with Nestor. Yes. hundred percent. That's on, that's not debatable at all. Yeah. Like there's a mustache factor. And yeah. And just go, I mean, going around the diamond, you know, if we're giving out first half grades, he gets an A plus 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 when you think about the expectations, right? You'd agree. Yeah, so let's let's go through and and let's talk about uh, yeah. guys and you know throw out awards if you want. So let's start behind the plate. Jose Trevino, supposed hey. to be the backup maybe because it was kind of supposed to be. I don't even remember the guy we traded for from the Twins. I don't even remember his name. Oh, Ben Rortvert. Yeah, exactly. He's supposed to be our starting shortstop with Higgy as the backup. Trevino was organizational depth likely to be released. Awesome. Are, are we doing this? Rel, we're doing this relative to expectations, right? And for our grades 
or just, just yeah, or overall. whatever you want to give him. Whatever. Um, yeah, I'm I'm giving him an A. I'm giving him an A just because of how poor our catching situation was last year and what he's done with the pitching staff. I think he's a big reason why we're leading the league in ERA or whatever. Yeah, I, I I'd agree. I think he he gets an A. I'll give him an A plus because he's an All Star. Uh, okay, a, you a know, plus you, I give him an A, and yeah, I mean, him making the All Star team was awesome. You could just tell, and especially going from Gary, like the way he just commands, he commands the field. He, like when he goes out and he gives the signs for whatever plays on, or he, you know, he goes and talks to the pitchers. He also makes contact. Like Gary and Higgy, that's something they both struggled with is striking out all the time. This guy puts the ball in play. I think he has three walk off hits. Yeah, A for me. And he's really embraced New York, being a Yankee. You know, the fans on Twitter, he's having a good time. There was a thing like he met Derek Jeter and someone like tweeted some picture like, oh, look how like happy he looks. I try to make fun of him. He's like, I just met my hero. Like, that's my favorite baseball player of all time. That's and awesome. I, it just makes him so relatable. So that's an A plus uh, first base. Anthony Rizzo. I'm going A minus. I would give him an A, but the the average I think is in the 220. So I'll give him an A minus. The clutch hitting has been phenomenal. The power's there. Probably the best defensive first baseman in the sport, and everybody loves him. A minus. So I think like the home runs have been huge. I would go. I think A minus is pretty spot on. I'm gonna go B plus just because I think at his level. So I guess expectations do factor in because it's just you know bias. Everyone has it. Um. I would expect a little more on the the average side. He does choke up on the bat. He delivers big hits, but also he's very streaky. You know, he had all his home runs at the beginning of the season, nothing for a little bit. So I wish it was a little more even keel. And then probably be an A minus, but I'm giving a B plus. All right. That's fair. Glaber Torres. Glaber, I'm going A minus as well. He's I think he's back. He's up near 270. He's got around 15 homers. He's top five. Monk's defensive second baseman in war or in a defensive run saved, whatever the hell it's called. I, I think he's all the way back. So I think, you know, if you look at the last six weeks, that's an A player. I think if you look at the entire thing with room for improvement, it's been a B season. OK, he's, B, he's, that's a little tough. He started. There's still a lot of season left. Yeah, you could pump that grade up. You could also put that grade down. You know, he's been. Very good. He's made huge improvements. I mean, he was a CD player when we were talking in mid-May. That's correct, yeah. So he's made a tremendous amount of improvement. You keep it going throughout the school year. You get the A that maybe you want. He's been so much better defensively than we feared, and really he was even at the beginning of the season. Um, He's found the pop again. And one of the things that – I think gets overlooked by a lot of people. He's very clutch. Like he'll get, if he's up with one out runner on third, that runs scoring. It's scoring pretty much every time now. Yeah, no. And he's got, he's got at least two or three walk-off. It's he's, that's something since he's first came up in 2018, I think he hit a walk-off Homer within two weeks of debuting. He's, he's always been clutch. And yeah, I'm looking at the OBP. It's, it's down a little bit, but you know, B plus probably would have been a better grade for me. I'll, I'm not going to flip flop. I'll stick with the A minus, but yeah, there is room for improvement in terms of getting on base. His defense at second has been better than it ever was. Like when he was yeah. playing second in 2019 or any other year, that's the other thing. Yeah. And it, but he started the season rough, especially like spring training. So it's weird, and maybe it's just a carryover from some work he was doing because he hasn't had, like, the gap of an offseason from, like, 
it wasn't like he came in and he's been playing good all season. So we could say, oh, he clearly worked on it in the offseason. Maybe it just it caught on a little later, the work from the offseason. Um, so it's really a credit to him for figuring it out kind of in stride. Yeah. No, you're right. Third base, Josh Donaldson. This is a tough one. He's been great defensively and pretty underwhelming offensively. I guess I'll go like C plus. I was going to go B minus. Okay. Yeah. I think he's been really good defensively. Offensively, it's been the, you know, the, the injuries. He has brought like a, a grit to the team. Um, you know, so I, I do value his leadership. Him and Cole kind of squash things. I could see the C plus too. I mean, we're right, we're right in the same place. I mean, there was a, a part of me that was thinking like, is it a C? It's tough for anyone to be a C at at this point, you know, with our team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and dude, the deep, like the fact that he's been much better defensively than Geo. Like I thought we were gonna miss Geo's defense, and it's it's improved from Geo's defense, which is the yeah. crazy part. No, it's been. Geo had some clutch hits as well, but I don't know. I I feel more confident even with a struggling Donaldson up there than I ever did with Geo up there in a big moment. That's true. And the other thing about playing for the Yankees, like you can erase a lot of bad games against the Twins or the Rangers or whoever the fuck with monster games at Fenway. And that's, I mean, he had the grand slam at Fenway. He had the three run homer at Fenway. If he has a monster year against the Red Sox and is just okay against everybody else, I can live with that all day. Uh, yeah, I kind of want him to feel some hatred in Houston after this week. Yeah, that'd be nice. You know, like turn that into a place where they hate you. Yes. And that he seems to play well there. Um, Isaiah Kiner Falefa. I'm going C. You know, he leads the league in errors. He was brought here to be a defensive stud. He hasn't been that. The offense is what we kind of thought, but I, I need better defense. I've been very vocal about this. I suspect you'll be a little bit kinder. I'm going to be minus. Okay. I think there's room. I think there's room to improve. I'd really like to see him tighten up the defense in the second half. Um, You know, in 2000, Jeter had like 23 errors. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sometimes it's part of being that a lot of these errors were, the errors are actually pretty spread out. I looked at them like month by month. It, you know, it's two or three a month. Um, It, he had one two error game. So like, let's say he sat that game. He's only at nine errors. He doesn't lead the league. Like it's not as bad. So I think you get a couple days to step away. Cause he's obviously not an all-star, uh, but at a two seventy average, which we weren't getting from Glaber at that position. And we were probably looking at the same amount of errors or more errors but even like the same amount, like he wasn't, he's wouldn't get two balls to make errors. Um, and then there's also, I mean, he's got 13 stolen bases. Last year, Tyler Wade had 17 stolen bases, and that was the the leader on our team. So it helps add to the overall athletic aesthetic that the team has this year. Very well said. And speaking of the stolen bases, they've already surpassed their total amount of steals from last year. They did it on Sunday. I think it's 63. Yeah. Which is awesome. And like you have been the champion of they need to be more athletic for a year and a half, two years. Um, and I think we're seeing that on a lot of fronts. I mean, Glaber's not the fastest guy in the world, but he hustles. He'll get first to third. Um, he's a good base runner. 
Um, you know, Hicks is going 30, 30. So we've still got some time for that to materialize, but even like Rizzo's out there stealing bases, judge is stealing bases. These guys are picking their spots. They're being smart out there. They've clearly worked on it as an organization. And, and like you said, I was bitching about it. I, I think a lot of people were bitching about it. And I think they looked in the mirror and in the, in the off season, like we have to steal more bases. Everybody loves to credit Matt Blake on the pitching side. I got to give Louis Rojas some love. He's apparently the mastermind behind the running game and controlling the running game on the other side. So I, I think his impact has been felt for sure. I wonder how much of that carries over from just recently managing in the NL. While they while they had pitchers hitting and just thinking about putting guys in motion, being flexible, being athletic, because you're going to have to pinch run guys, pinch hit guys, double, you know, double switches and things like that. Well, yeah, I think it's huge. And I remember like the difference between an AL manager and an NL manager, like people used to complain that Joe Torre would just sit around and wait for guys to hit three run homers like in the early 2000s. And they same. They never ran or stole or bunt. So, yeah, no, it, it's a totally different game. I think anytime you bring in a former manager to be like some sort of bench coach, that's it's obviously a good thing. Yeah. Um, DJ LeMayhew. <sighs> DJ, DJ, DJ. He's he's turned it on recently. I'll give him a B. Defense has been good. He, he's I think he's up to like 275. He's had some clutch homers against he's the Astros. He's had some like really clutch um, – what was I just going to say? He's had some, some big games lately where he's going like three for four uh, and, and bunching up the hits. Yeah, he's almost at a, he's at 279. Yeah, 380 OBP, really good. So, yeah, I, I'm with you on a B because an A for him is – and part of me thought even B minus. Um, but, you know, there's a little surge. There's a little bit of I still love him. Um, but, you know, there's a guy who should easily be hitting 320. Like we're still – 40 points below where we should be. Yeah. And he, at a point he was at like in the two fifties, he's really turned it on. And I can think of, I mean, opening day, he hit a game tying Homer in the eighth inning, the last Houston game, he hit a two run Homer to tie it in the eighth inning. Like he's had some really clutch homers this year that have, that have helped them win a lot of games. And look, I think he's at two seventy nine Now I could easily see him getting to 300 before the season ends for sure. And I mean, he's played games at first, second, and third, 18 games at first, 29 at second, 39 at third, one error. Phenomenal. And I don't know what the like UZR or whatever is, but he has definitely gotten better at third. You can just tell watching. He's made every single play at third base. I think as you look at like what is the future of DJ LeMahieu with the Yankees, because he's under contract through 2026, mm-hmm. is like he's the third baseman for the Yankees. Because he is now, I mean, he's 34. And it's easier to be a wall at third base. And especially with his height, I mean, he's 6'4". That's pretty tall for a second baseman. He's been great defensively, but father time's undefeated. So he's going to have a hard time getting some of those balls. I think the future is third base for him. So it's good to see the improvement there. And... If everything works out, I mean, Glaber's been looking good at second base. Keep that going. You know, now you've got second and third covered for, you know, through 2026. Yeah, that'd be nice. All right. Who else do we have? Gold Glove winner. Joseph Gallo. 
It's an F. I mean, there's the F. This is it's got to be an F. F. Do we even need to waste this is time? As F as it gets. And, and it's just, uh, I don't know. Maybe everybody else was watching every Texas Rangers game and saw this coming. And I did see recently Cashman was like, he's been heating up and we're getting, you know, we're seeing some of what we saw in Texas. The guy's a career 202 hitter. Career 202. And I think we all got caught up in like him hitting 253 with uh, 22 home runs in 2019. Like, I don't know. I mean, I thought he was I he had 38 home runs last year. He had 40 in some of the earlier seasons. It was like, oh, he's all going to put it together. I mean, this is uh, this guy. There's a good chance he's not. We don't see him August 3rd. Oh, definitely. Whether that's a DFA, whether that's a trade. And, you know, it's dead when even the hardcore 17 year old analytics fans with like hoodie stand nobody has defending him (laughs) nobody when you're like yo joey gallo sucks there is nobody who's like well if you're looking at his uzi war (laughs) but you gotta have a lowercase w in front of all that (laughs) and obviously it plays as good as carlton fisk everyone knows that (laughs) he's as good as mike piazza he's he may be the best italian in new york (laughs) there that guy just doesn't exist yeah, and it's it's never going to be here. And look, like when you play for the Yankees, like this happens. Like it happened with Sonny Gray. Some guys like just just doesn't work here. And like I think the Yankees know that now. He's been here over well about exactly a calendar year. Now like it's not going to get better. Here's the thing. I think we can all look back at Sonny Gray and say that was not his fault. That was our fault. Yeah, I was. I don't think we we were doing this then. But I was a I was a pretty uh I was a Sonny Gray backer for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think. And no, I thought like we went out there and, and he stunk. But then as I learned more, I, I heard him do an R2C2 interview where he was just like, yeah, I was asking for like this footage or whatever. And they're like, oh, we don't have that. We don't do that here. And yeah. pitching coach stunk. But right now, I mean, if you are Joey Gallo and you are surrounded by guys who are mashing, I don't think it's us. I think this one's you. It's not working out. Um. And I, I think he he's obviously shown he can play baseball. I think he has to do one of these, and maybe it was too late. He thought, oh, it was just a tough second half in New York. It'll just come together this year. He needs to do a a carpenter like tour around the country of learning how to hit again. He's too stubborn though. He doesn't he's not interested in that. Like he he said that you know certain things aren't in my game and they're never going to be. Carpenter doesn't have that attitude. I don't think Gallo's like humble enough to do that. Yeah, I mean he's only 28. Yeah. And he's going to be a free agent. His value is tanking. We don't need to waste any more time on him. Who's next? Uh Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks has picked it up. I'm oh, I'm always shitting on him, but his OBP is up to 360. Uh, I'll give him a B minus, I guess. Yeah, that's what I was saying. B minus yeah, yeah. because it's similar to what we said about Glaber. You got to judge the whole thing. Like, yes, it's been great. Oh, he hit that home run and went damn. But <laughs> there was a lot of time where he's looked lost out there. And three days to go play golf. I don't think you know, helps him stay focused going into the second half. So I'm going to need to see something, you know, I need to know where Joe Hicks is at all times. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, uh, it, it's just a lot different with him in left. Like we're not asking as much of him right yeah. in center. So like, yeah, he's a, he's a plus left fielder. Sure. He's sure as shit is not a plus center fielder. So yeah, as a left fielder, 
he's okay. As a center fielder, he was awful. Yeah. As long as, you know, the postseason doesn't start with him in center field, we feel good about him. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. If he's batting he sees a lot of playing pitches. left field. Yeah. yeah. Sees Whatever. a lot of pitches, occasionally gets some pop. I'll take it. And he's going to go 30-30, so <laughs> that's always in our back pocket. Every time you say that. Aaron Judge. I mean, it's A+. plus. It's got to be A+. plus. He's done everything you could have asked for him. 33 bombs. He's playing a plus could've center field. Could have signed the field. extension. Yeah. <laughs> could have signed that. Other I, than that, he's done everything we've asked. I, I, yeah. I mean, he's he's playing center field. He's stealing bases. He's got 33 home runs. Um, he's hitting for average. Uh, he's seems to be focused as much as he did. Here's one of my – I think it's one of the funniest things in sports, and it's not just him. But the guys who are like, I'm not going to negotiate in season. I don't want it to be a distraction. It's a distraction. It's going to be a distraction. There's like – you now have – unless you're saying, you know, hey, I personally – which I would respect this. I personally can't think about numbers and play baseball at the same time. You're like, hey, I can't do it. Gotcha. But if the Yankees want to make an offer to your agent during the season and all your agent is doing, if your agent just goes back and forth and you trust your agent to the point where your agent is only going to come to you with something that they think, hey, we should really think about signing this. I don't understand why you would stop these conversations. Yeah, like Judge turned down 214. If I was him, I would tell I'd tell my agent, look, if it starts with a three or something like that, like pick a number, then come to me. But if it's the Yankees offer 235, I, I don't want to hear. It. Yeah, no, I'd find a threshold and say, don't don't contact me unless it starts with X. And even like backdoor, let's keep it quiet during the All Star break. Hey, just hit Cashman up. Just hey, do you have an offer? Do you have another offer? We'll listen to one over. We're not doing a whole pitch. You know how good he, he is. We know how historic you guys are. You got a number in mind. We don't need to do the whole song. Tell me a number. Because that's what this comes down to at this point. There's not like, oh, we're going to build the franchise around you. How many more judges chambers are you going to put yeah, in there? You know? Fun. Like, so this is just, it comes down to one thing. Honestly, the ship for me, I've mentally let go of, oh, maybe they'll work something out in season. Why would Brian Cashman go to them now when judge has all the leverage. Like this is the cold, hard truth. Brian Cashman's probably thinking, look, there's a chance he's going to get injured at some point in the second half and the value will go down a little bit. Yeah. There's no reason to make an offer now. If you're the Yankees, there's not. No, nah. uh, but I'd ask for one if I were on his side. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. for sure. Cause also being a free agent and maybe this is the old man in me being a free agent doesn't seem fun. I think he's looking forward to it. Uh, for, I think it's fun to do once. I think everybody like wants to do it once is the I, sense I get. I think recently, I mean, Cole got the big contract with his childhood team. I don't think for anyone else, like it's been a good time. Like it sucked for Bryce Harper, sucked for Machado. That's true. Sucked for Correa. Yeah, that is interesting. But like Seeger and certain guys have like had what, really what good. What do you mean? How is that? You ended. You're in Arlington, Texas. The power's about to go out. Like this, <laughs> no part of it. Like it's not. I think everyone thinks of 
the idea of like, oh, well, you're going to fly into New York and the Yankees have a limo waiting for you and they bring you to the stadium and you see yourself up on the Jumbotron and you see a locker with your pinstripes and almost like the college, like rah, 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 rah. And that sounds amazing. And now there is a bias because I'm a Yankee fan, but uh, now you go to Philly and they let you take a picture with the fanatic. (laughs) And then, you know, like where, where are you going to go? Oh, come out to San Francisco. You know, it's fucking freezing in June. And if you're a guy like that, well, you can go anywhere you want and have dinner anywhere you want anyway. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So like, when you're one of the biggest stars in the game, there's who gives a shit. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at Stant. Like Stanton never went to free agency either. I, I don't think he no. signed that contract with the Marlins, and then we traded for him. Yeah, I guess, Trout yeah. signed a huge contract. Staying home, get it out of the way. You don't have to deal with all that shit because I think for the most part, when you go into that big free agency, the numbers aren't what they said they were going to be on baseball tonight. Or, you know, whatever Francesca said, or this guy looking at $350 million, you know, Andy Pettit's a starting pitcher. <laughs> no, the numbers just aren't there. And I think looking at everything in the world of like inflation, possible recession, um, which it impacts, I know we're talking about billionaire owners, but the cost for a family to go to a game is up. Go So less families are going to games, less money to spend on the team kind of thing. Yeah, no, for sure. Maybe, maybe he doesn't. I, I don't, I don't know what judge man yesterday. He was talking about, he said, it's completely out of my control. And it's like, no, it's not. You, you do get to decide for you. Yeah, like I, the, the, and it's the same thing. Like, I'm not going to get into this, but when the guys can't go to Toronto, like the Phillies players, they're like, well, the vaccine is, it's completely out of my control. Like, no, it's not. You, you could have just got the shot. It's the same thing here. And I, I just, I hate that part of it. Like he acts like he has no say in the matter. So I want to come back to him when we talk about trades yep. coming up, not trading okay. him, mm-hmm. but just as we look at the market. Mm-hmm. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, So next on our list is Stanton. Really weird line for Stanton. He's hitting 237 low, 320 OBP low. But he's got 24 bombs. I think five of them are against the Red Sox, and then he had two against Houston. That's, to me, maybe I'm being a little easy on him. That's good enough for for a B for me, for sure, that the 24 homers. Like, Giancarlo Stanton is in here to be a scary motherfucker in the box and hit bombs, and he's been healthy, too. 
I'm giving him a B plus. Okay. Um, because he's there. He's yep. always everyone. You're always gonna be afraid. You mm-hmm. can't just even when he's playing his worst baseball, you can't just be like, well, I'm just gonna throw this by him. Just the way he stands there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I give him a B because you know obviously also he's a starting all star. Mm-hmm. He's been out there. He's played a lot of the field when we weren't sure how much he was going to play. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm happy with him. Uh, let's do quick bench. Higgy. C minus. Yeah, C minus, D plus. Next. Yeah. Uh, Marwin Gonzalez. I'm giving him a B. He's made some nice yes. plays in the field, made some contact, play short. He's not a liability. When you see him in the lineup, when you see IKFs get a day off or – you know, Gallo's getting deaf now. I'm talking about some of our weakest players. Um, but even, you know, it, wherever he plays around the field, when a guy has to get a day off, if you think like a rational person understanding that sometimes these guys get a day off, it's not like, ah, fuck, we got him in there. It's not Tyler Wade. Exactly. Yeah. And he's flat. He's made some diving catches in the outfield, too. I, yeah. yeah. I like him. Uh, Matt Carpenter, A plus, 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 plus. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Starting rotation. Garrett Cole. Really weird. Like Cole has a 3.02, which is like you look at it and you're good. But I can think of at least three, four shitty starts that he had. I'm giving him a B plus. Like the expect- I'm giving him a B. Ooh, your expectations are even higher than me. Wow. We give him $36 million a year. And it's like, dude, the ERA, like it looks great, but it's like you, I still like every time he comes out there, you, you still don't always know what you're getting. There are some games where, yeah, he's just not there or he's got – you know, sometimes it's just like an attitude, like the Billy Crystal thing, where it's like, come on, man, just fucking pitch. Devers owns him, which is an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nestor Cortez Jr. Got to be an A, just for the pure expectations. Factor. I'll give him an A, no plus, because he's been down, uh, you know, the past, you know, little bit. Um, but yeah, I think it's been refreshing. He stayed humble. He struggled at times and, and pushed through it. He's an all star. I hope he gets to throw an inning tonight. I really, for the most part, don't want these guys playing. No. But he, he's a guy who, like, go out there, throw an inning, do a silly wind-up. We'll all enjoy it. He That's looks right. like he sells Persian rugs. Like, they showed him on, like, the red carpet. Like, <laughs> he looks like he's good. He looks like when you hear one of those, like, ads on the radio where it's like, bad credit, no credit, come on down. <laughs> it looks like that's the guy who who's at the lot when you show up to buy a car. <laughs> Does. Did you see his outfit? It's rough. Um, Sevy. Sevy, I'm going. I'm going a minus, man. Just speak the fact that he got through the first half. I know. I know he's hurt now, but he did made he? all the starts. In the, yeah, he did. He did, and he's got I don't know three point three, three point four, something like that. He's flashed. He's gotten to a hundred miles an hour. For the most part, he's been the Sevy of the past. So I'm giving him an a minus. All right, I was gonna go. I was gonna go B plus. So it's pretty much the same. Yeah. Um. He, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him because he's not going to pick up a baseball for two weeks. Herman yeah. is back. We have that double header, so we're going to need another extra. So you know, Sears is probably getting a start somewhere in there. Herman's probably going to get a start, you know, in that that first week mm-hmm. because we're talking about going after pitching. We'll talk more about trades after we go through the the roster. So. It's going to be interesting to see what the Yankees do in light of, you know, it's never a minor injury with him. No injury has been minor with him. 
that's the thing. And they said it's a low grade, whatever, but it's still with him. I think every time he's been injured, he's had multiple setbacks. So you, you can't bank on the two week thing. I it's maybe it's unfair. Maybe it's irrational. I don't know. I expect to not see him again this year. It's definitely a little bit irrational. I was going to say September 1st. I'm probably a little bit more optimistic with him than you are. But, I mean, I, I can't fault you for saying that. Yeah. And, and if he comes back, great. You know? But I can't expect it. They are in a good spot where they don't need to – he can really take his time. They got plenty of arms. They got a big lead. If he can – like, all I want from him is to be ready to go game two, the ALDS pumping 100. Like, that. that's what I need from him. Well, we'll talk about if he's even – the guy for game two. We will. Um, Jamison Tyone. He's got a 3.86, but he's just – the eye test is so he's got underwhelming. Ten, he's got 10 wins. And I know people – looking, looking at wins, you put your team in a position to win. Guys play for you. I think that, that it's a factor. Um, there's the eye test. Some of the stats, some of the other stats, it's all over the place. I guess I'll give him a B minus. I'll give him a B. Okay. And he's going to give up a big inning. It might be the first inning. It might be the seventh inning. It could be the ninth inning. If you get him out of there before the big inning, he's a good pitcher. A couple of tough starts against Houston and Boston. I just I don't trust him when the lights are bright at all. I, I don't want him anywhere near a playoff mound. Like, yeah, I don't start him in playoffs. Oh, yeah. Like of our five good. starters, he's the first one out. There's no question. Yes. So, yeah. Um, and then we round out the the rotation with Jordan Montgomery. I'd say I'd say B plus. He's been I think he's got a three point two, three point three. He's got no run support. Yeah, he could easily he have gets twelve nothing. Yeah. yeah, he um and he's turning into our you know we've developed a, a starting pitcher. Yeah, he looks decent. He he I don't think he's had any like there were games last year where he'd have those those blow up innings. Hasn't really had those this year. It's been I think. Three runs or less in every start, but one or two. So he's kept them in every game. They just need to start scoring for him. And being left-handed, I think that gives you like gives you a little bonus points. Yeah, he's never going to start game one of a playoff series, but nope. that's fine. He can start game three. Are, are we doing relievers? Or are we jumping to the the juicy stuff here? Well, let's just we'll, we'll we'll do quick. I think we can all agree Clay Holmes A plus A plus Kings and A A uh, per, uh, Peralta. A minus. Yeah, I got him as like a B plus. Yeah, he's been solid. Um, uh, Lucky. He's been like a B minus guy. B minus, yeah. Yeah. Chapman. The D. D. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then like the weird like Sears, I think has been Sears has been like an A minus. And Martin, throw Marinaccio in there with Sears. They've both been good. Yeah, they're all uh, and Clark Schmidt too. Like when they've made it, they've all been like anywhere from B to A minus guys. And it's got to be tough just being in script, like just to show up on the spot and be good. Like you're not there, you're not living there. Like definitely harder than just a regular player. Yeah, like you're you're staying in a hotel for a night, then going back. <laughs> if you even are, like they may just say, hey, car service brings you in. You're going right back to Scranton. You're sleeping above the funeral home. Right. Yeah, they probably I bet some of them, they don't even stay over. And it's got to be tough knowing, like, even if I throw a shutout, I'm going back. Like, it's not even like, oh, if I pitch well, they'll keep me up like they are brought in specifically to use all of their bullets and ship them back out. It's tough. Yeah, it's, you know, you don't. Hey, great, great game. You you helped us get to win the night. The boys are going out to dinner. You're getting Roy Rogers from a fucking (laughs) truck stop. 
You know, so, these guys so are going sad. to Tao downtown. You're getting a chicken finger basket. <laughs> and we don't even have an expense system here. So, like, you're paying for it because you don't get a meal per diem. This is a home game. It's not your home, but it's our home. Now get out. Terrible. All right. So that is our first half grades. Listen, we're 13 games up. We're in first place. I agree with I did love the clip of Rizzo during batting practice this week where he was like, yeah, I don't know. Personally, I just don't like to change shit when we're up 15 games, <laughs> Um, which because they changed like the display on the Jumbotron for yeah, batting yeah, practice. Yeah. So, yeah, I like to change shit when we're up 15 games. I Fair. agree. Um, so. We've got a. There's room for improvement. There's always room for improvement. Um, Joey Gallo stinks. There's a certain amount of talk of a going after an outfielder. I think Ben Intendi was the big target. Just found out this week that he's unvaccinated. So I think for anyone, and again, I don't give a shit about your politics. And I don't, these people are just pieces of meat. They're just fucking herded cattle for me. Um, and that cattle can't go to Canada. So I think we're just we're, – it's funny because the Blue Jays are like, maybe we could convince them to. Like they're talking about trading for them. Like we could convince them to get vaccinated. Yeah, no um, sure. Yeah, I think at this point you're not convincing anyone to, to get vaccinated um, who, who's gotten this long without it. So, yeah, Ben Intendi's out for us because he won't be able to play in Toronto. And let's remember, it's not just the three games, regular season games or whatever we have left up there is we could easily play them in the DS or the CS or yes. I mean, this this can't happen. This can't happen in the playoffs. Look, there are two game changing talents available at the deadline. It's Luis Castillo. It's Juan Soto. The Yankees have the prospect capital to pretty much get, pick one of them if they really want to and trade for one of these guys. Question is, is, you know, who do you want Castillo Starting game two, like you kind of alluded to earlier, or do you want the best left-handed hitter in baseball batting third for us for the next three years? So let's talk a little bit about the reality of the situation. Yeah. Luis Castillo, I think, is a fairly easy trade to do. We have a ton of prospects. You package up prospects. You send them to Cincinnati. Maybe you throw in Joey Gallo because whatever. <laughs> but, like, the Cincinnati Reds are not asking for major league ready talent. Right? Yeah, not as far as I know. So that's Five, just two, three ma- prospects. Yeah, we've got the prospects. Give them Peraza. Give them uh, Wells. Give them someone else, you know. Maybe it's four prospects. You know, maybe you've got to throw in someone like a Clark Schmidt or or something like that, just because they need someone to take the ball every fifth day in this current iteration of the team. Um, I think that's fairly easy. Just don't get outbid. I'd really like Cashman to get that done early, set the market. We talked about that last week. Juan Soto's a trickier one. Juan Soto is a Possibly the best left-handed hitter in baseball. He's 23 years old. They just played the Futures game. There were 12 players younger than him. Yeah. In the game. (laughs) Yeah. Which is insane. And he won the World Series three years ago. 
hit three or four homers in that World Series off yeah. of Cole and Verlander. Yeah. But like it was just so it feels like forever ago. And then you hear 23. Like that was before COVID. Yeah, he was 19. Yeah. So we know how good he is. A lot of people want to go get him. There is no world where the Yankees get Juan Soto and Aaron Judge is a 2023 Yankee. Yeah, that's fine. I'll take Soto. Okay. As long as we verbalize that. I feel like a lot of people – like I had tweeted earlier today that um, – oh, where is this? As far as I can see on Yankees Twitter, they simply want the team to get Soto and Castillo, keep all our top prospects, trade Gallo, and extend Soto and Judge. <laughs> Seems – Simple enough. Look, it's it's no question to me. Soto is seven years younger, not two years younger, not four years younger. He's almost a decade younger. He's a whole contract younger. And he's left handed, man. Like he is he is the if you were to construct the perfect hitter for Yankee Stadium, it would be Juan Soto. It would. Yeah, I would like to I'd like to see them get Soto. I'd like to see them get Soto with an extension. I do find it um, funny that – so what they offer him, like $430 million? 440 over 440 15. over 15 years, right? Yeah. And now he's doing press and Scott Boris is doing press, who's his agent. And they're both saying like they just said a month ago that they would never look at trading me. And now they want to trade me. I want to know what happened. You said no to $440 million. Like, that's what happened. It's along the lines of what you were saying. We're like, I don't know. It's not up to me. Yeah, it is. Like, Soto yesterday during media day was like, I don't know what changed. Boris today, I don't know how they would do this to a player. They offered you $440 million. You said no. That's how. It is up to him, but I, I, w- I would do the same thing. I would not, I would not have accepted that. Look, the annual value of that is under, it's under yeah. thirty million. Like I, he would have been selling himself short. And the Nationals, like they're not going to be good for a while. Why would you give them a hometown discount? I, I'd be doing the same thing as if I was him. I totally get, but don't play stupid about oh, why yeah, they're going to no. trade you. Yeah, that's yeah, my no. thing for sure. And they made him fly commercial to the. Did you see Boris was complaining about that? No, like, my client had to my client had to sit in the airport for two hours. He didn't get in L.A. till one thirty in the morning when all the other players were there by nine p.m. It was a grave mistake on the part of the Nationals. Like, I think they did that out of spite. So. A couple of th- that's insane. Yeah, he had where, to like go. He was like went through security and I don't know wherever the Nationals were playing. Yeah, they just where, bought him a commercial ticket. Imagine getting on a plane and like. Juan Soto sitting there. Like, that's crazy because he's a big dude, too. So even if you don't know, you know, who Juan Soto is, you're just like, this guy's a fucking monster. All right. So they were in Washington. So he has a fly. He had to finish a game on Sunday, wraps up around like 430 or whatever. Go to the airport. Go to Reagan. Yeah. Go through security. (laughs) fly first class across the country by the time if he's saying he got in at one o'clock that means his flight probably didn't leave until like night like 10 11 p.m yeah like that's bad did you hear the oakland did that too yeah well that doesn't surprise me all they're the cheapest motherfuckers in the world yeah um at least like the the astros bailed him out <laughs> that uh, was funny but, like, yeah, that's bad. But also at the same time, 
I'm probably firing my agent too. You're firing Boris. I'm firing fi- Scott. We just turned down four hundred and forty million dollars, <laughs> which I, Juan Soto. I don't know his whole life story. Like where where is he from? Dominican Republic. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he grew up with a lot of money. I assume I don't hear many. I grew up in the Dominican Republic with a lot of money stories. I bet it was very difficult for him to turn down $440 million. Scott Boris made that decision. Scott, get the guy a plane. You're about to cash in big time. Get the guy a plane. Yeah, that that does come back on Boris. And it's so Boris-like to just shit on the net. He was like, we'll take this under consideration as we continue to negotiate. Like, that was that was classic Boris. But no, nah, man, I, I want this guy. Can you imagine – we we bat him lead off, judges two, Stanton three, Rizzo four. Like imagine you're a starting pitcher and starting off the game, it's like Soto, Judge, Stanton. I mean that'd be the scariest trio in baseball history probably. How tall is he? Six two, two twenty four. I'm looking at his uh, baseball Christ. reference uh, page. He, look, he looks bigger than that too. Well, he's like he's thick. He's broad shouldered. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, obviously, like let's. That is a move where if we can go out there and I'm fine with trading. Now, to get Juan Soto, it's not just prospects. I know. They want major league ready talent and prospects. So let's do it. Who, who, what's your package? Takes to get Juan Soto. Peraza. Volpe. Dominguez, Glaber Torres, at a minimum. That was gonna that, be mine. That probably doesn't even get the deal done yet. That that was gonna be my that was gonna be my package. So we're right there. Oh wait, and yeah. I was gonna throw in the, the there's some pitcher Waldachuk or Wadchuk in, in AAA who's apparently really good. Throw him okay. in there too. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that gets it done. Maybe you throw in. Man, it'd be tough to like add like Michael King on top of that, but like that's another. Yeah, they're going to want pieces. And and this is the thing, though. None of our prospects are going to be as good as Juan Soto. Like, if you're like, oh, no. we want to keep Dominguez or Volpe. No, like Soto, the, it, we'd be lucky if they're 60 percent of Juan Soto. You throw those guys in a heartbeat. And anybody that says they wouldn't give up prospects for Juan Soto is a fucking idiot. Yeah, no, I give it all like Glaber Torres has really like turned it on. DJ could play second base. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We win the World Series. Judge walks next year. I'm fine. I'm fine with all of this. Guys like this don't become available. 23-year-old MVP caliber players that have already proven they can play in the World Series. Again, he's got the he's got a you know extreme uppercut left-handed swing. I, I think his career high is like 34, 35 bombs. He could easily hit 45 at Yankee Stadium. He's got a career 427 OBP. I mean, that's like a Ted Williams OBP. The guy's ridiculous. He um he does act up a little bit. You know, he's got a little swagger to him that doesn't always play great with the Yankees front office. But I think that is something that's change changing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it'd be another just big right fielder. I'd say it, in this case, if we were to get him, you move him to left, move Stanton back to right. Oh, look at that outfield. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, you've got judge and you go get a center fielder in the offseason. Yeah, other than like A-Rod in uh, 2001 when he was a free agent, I don't remember the last time like a guy at this age 
you know, at this caliber was just available. Like it really, it really doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, there was talk of it, um, with Manny Machado, he ended up just being a rental. Like if he had, you know, there was talk years earlier of doing it, but I mean, and now there are some people who say the nationals aren't going to trade him this year. Like they're not going to get it done in two weeks. Why rush? Wait till the off season. And then you can see how it all plays out. But I don't know. I feel like there there's an excitement that you can get people to cash in on it. And, you know, the the playoff field is is bigger than it's ever been. Uh, there are more teams in contention. I don't know who else. Like, I just see the Yankees, side, but the Yankees are tied to everyone. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at it now, the value is going to be better because he you get him for three three playoff runs, right? Like if you're Cashman, it's much easier to justify giving up all of those chips if you get him for three runs. Like this is not this is not a rental. And anybody that says they'd rather they'd rather give pay judge at age 31 than than get Soto at 23 is thinking 100 percent with their heart and zero percent with their head. That's just that's just a fact. Juan Soto will be a free agent and he's going to be like 27 years old, like Manny Machado, like Bryce Harper. Not like everything we've said that Aaron Judge wasn't because he went to college. And I don't I mean, I'm looking at his games played. Doesn't seem like he's very plays 150 games a year. He played 47 games in the 60 game season. He's played 91 games this year. He's ever look. The Yankees are all about power and walks. And that is that's what Juan Soto is about. All he does is 45 walks last year leads the league in walks this year. Um, has never, I mean, his most has been 34 home runs. He's got 20 this year. You add that to, to Yankee stadium. Easy 40. I mean, easy it's 40. you're what, look at what's happening with Rizzo. Yes. Easy for easy 40. Uh, and remember like he's not getting anything to hit. The nationals have the worst lineup in baseball. He's yeah. getting pitched around every at bat. If he's hitting in front of Aaron judge, he's going to get pitches to hit man. Like this to me. It's just it's almost too good to be true. You give up whoever you have to give up. Remember, he's people like, oh, Glaber's two years older than him. Like we trade Glaber, whatever. He's like this guy is so young, man. It's crazy. And it's not like we don't have like I just talked about DJ, his future being third base. You've still got two more years of DJ at second base if you need. And, yeah. and then you can move them over. The only negative is that like, all right, we pass on all the shortstops and then we give up all of our shortstop prospects. Like we're kind of fucked at short, but there's a ton of shortstop free agents this year. And I just think that's something they could figure out eventually. So, yeah, yeah, there's a ton of shortstops this year where, you know, Soto makes like $17 million this year. Yeah. Um, and, and he's not even arbitration eligible yet. Um, so he he'll go to arbitration. And he's going to be like a $20 million guy for a little bit. Arbitration, like no matter how good he is, arbitration. Still yeah. yeah, he'll get up to like 25 maybe the last year. Yeah, so you got a couple of years where he's not making 30 yet. And you could go, I mean, there's a shortstop class this year where you could go find a shortstop who's in that $20 million range. You can move IKF over to third base. You can move him to second base, move DJ over to third base like there are options out there like there's a way to hold on to volpe to be like hey we're giving you peraza we're giving i think we have another shortstop prospect too that's not volpe like we'll give you a a bunch of guys dominguez is a big chip he's got a ton of value you throw throw him in there yeah and look and it's not like they have to even extend him or even worry about that even if dude even if he walks after the three years you still get him for three three pennant runs like i oh man it's it's so 
It's so intoxicating. Imagine but, if he's like 27, wins has or 26, has won a World Series with the Nationals, two with the Yankees, maybe an MVP award with the Yankees, and then he's a free agent. You just give him the Brewers. You own the team now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, easy. Come to easy 500. Yeah. Easy 500. Castillo's a lot more realistic, though, like you said. Because I think Castillo is like, this is just, that's a text message. <laughs> In comparison, they get that done. He was feeling himself on that Yankee Stadium mound, too. He was strutting, smiling. He looked very comfortable. He, I don't know that much about the guy. I don't watch many Reds games, but seems like he's got the swagger, the intangibles. I like to talk about mound presence. He's got it. He's clearly got the stuff. You know, I'd be all in on him if they can't get Soto. Soto is my preference, obviously. Um, it's kind of funny, and I don't mean for it to come off as racist, so I hope it doesn't, which is always what you want me to be prompting my things with. Yeah. I love when I see when the Yankees trade for a guy and they got to cut their hair or shave. <laughs> I just love it. He said he would. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to. Because that's the job. Um, yeah, and I, like, seeing all that hair, I was like, oh, he's going to have to cut it off. It'll be sick. <laughs> and there was such a clickbait article. It was like Castillo would be, like, it was like teammate says Castillo would be upset if he had to cut his hair. And then you clicked on the article, and he was like, yeah, I'd do it, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I could get out of Cincinnati. <laughs> last place dude he'd be and he'd be a lockdown like no matter what happens with Sevy, like he's starting game two yeah and you feel really good about yours look either way e- either of these guys makes you immensely better you're either going to score a lot more runs or give up a lot less runs if and i do think i mean you've been sitting on all these prospects for fucking forever we've got a long-term deal with cole stanton we've got hicks for a few more years We've got control of IKF for a few years. I think Trevino we've got for a few years. I think Rizzo would want to come back. You could just go, you could go all like Cashman could just go all in, find a way to have a couple prospects for the Reds, Glaber, Gallo, some top pro, some. I don't know if there's enough prospects to go around to get both done, but if we got both done. That'd be something. Dude, you got to go all in. Obviously, that that would be like an absolute wet dream or whatever. But like you got to get one of them. You got to get one of them, I think, man. The team is so – we're never going to have a team this good again at the deadline probably. Like we're having a historic first half, haven't won the World Series in, in 12, 13 years, whatever it's been. Like you have to go all in. I don't give a shit about these prospects. Like you were talking about, you know, Ben and Tenney's a piece of cattle. These guys are like – I don't know. What's less than cattle? Chickens? Like pigs or something? Yeah. <laughs> You got to get one of these guys, man. This is the time. And look, like I remember 2019, like we didn't do anything at the deadline. The Astros traded for Granke and they won the pennant. Like we can't sit back. The Astros trade for Castillo and then they win the pennant again. Like I I, I can't watch that happen again. Yeah. No, you just. Just got to do it. I mean, I think there's more pressure on Cashman to get it done than ever before, because if if you. If you want to sit tight and say, oh, we got, uh, you know, oh, 13-game lead and, you know, we're cruising and then we don't win the World Series, no. Like, that's just – that doesn't work. 
Yeah, and so, it's not about winning the division. It's about how do we line up against you, dude. I just think about like the difference going into Houston for an ALCS with with fucking Juan Soto in the line. Like it's just like it's so intoxicating to even. He's prevented them from it. winning the World Series before. He has the kid. The kid's absolutely fearless, and I don't care about like there was something to go like the locker room. Like, ju- like I don't care. I don't care at all. As long as he's not murdering anybody, they'll find a way for him to fit in. Like that's the least of my concerns. Oh, yeah. I mean, let me tell you, a guy who's going to hit 40 home runs, he'll fit in. They'll find a way. <laughs> They'll find a way. And, yeah, I mean, I do see a little bit of the, um, you know, people are trying to read into his uh, judge's answers at the uh, All-Star game. And, you know, of like, oh, yeah, I'd love to see you guys here or whatever. And like, oh, where's he going to go next year? Uh, none of that like matters like none of it matters at all like Aaron Judge is going to play the best he can play uh and if he wants it to be a different situation sign the extension you know we don't have to think about this if you take the generational money that was offered to you and you don't have to but you don't get to complain you know there's nothing I can do yeah so I don't know I feel good I feel How good. Can not? How I can may not? not watch this game tonight. I don't care at all. I th- honestly, this is a nice like the All Star break is a nice break from baseball. I, I I don't even get wrapped up in this stuff. I don't I don't care at all. I got softball tonight. I'll, I'll maybe throw it on for 15 minutes, but that's it. it the All Star game is something. I feel like it's one of those things that's way cooler when you're a kid. Like I remember when I was a kid and my friends were all Phillies fans and we'd argue like American League versus National League. They used to decide the World Series. For it now, it just means absolutely nothing. It also used to be, um, you just got to see the stars. Yeah, I just go on YouTube. I go on Twitter. If someone does something cool, John Boy is gonna let me know. You're right, and it used to be like we didn't play the NL teams, or like we only played them once every four years. So it's oh, I'm not gonna see who Luis Castillo. Now we play, you know, they interleague play is all throughout the year. You're playing every team a lot more. So yeah, the a lot of the juice is gone. Um. Yeah, really, really couldn't care less. I just hope they get to Houston healthy without catching COVID and you know, yeah. kick off the break strong. You ready for Baltimore? Oh, yeah, man. I'm excited. So I didn't even realize. I didn't put it together. You're doing Vegas weekend and a Baltimore weekend with your friends. That's correct. Is it yeah. the same guys? No, no. Completely different. Completely different crew. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot to do. It's a lot back to back. I would have liked a little bit of a break in between. Honestly, I'm just happy that the Vegas weekend wasn't the same weekend as Baltimore. Yeah, true. So happy about that. Well, cr- well you, crabs, the, you were the best. You were the best man. You planned it, so it's not like there was nothing you could do. <laughs> right. What a transition. Yeah. <laughs> so when am I going to see you on Saturday? Am I going to see you on Saturday? Yeah, I think Saturday. I'll probably meet you at Pickles like four four thirty. So um, let me ask you this. Yeah. How many yeah. guys are you? Three. Three. Me, me plus two. So like you guys are going to go down on Friday. Yes. Go to the game. Mm-hmm. I have a couple drinks. Yep. Or do you guys like go out after? Like do you go to back to pickles? If or? they win, I'll go out after. If they lose, I'm going home. All right. So then you go back to the Airbnb. Yeah. So now you guys wake up and it's Saturday morning and you're just three dudes in a stranger's house. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, you guys aren't sleeping late, right? You're adults. Yeah. Eight, nine o'clock. You know. Yeah. So now it's 10 a.m. Yeah. 
What the fuck do three dudes do? <laughs> Definitely going to crush some crabs at some point. Like going to Jimmy's Famous Seafood? Or any all – I'll, I'll do any all-you-can-eat. I want to do like all-you-can-eat crabs somewhere in Baltimore. That That's my goal. And then go right to Pickles, basically. All right. Well, I'm yeah. going to be at brunch. I got a brunch resi at the Row House Grill at 1 o'clock for 13 people. And then you're going and then you're going straight to to uh, I was going to say Billy's straight to pickles. No, I'm going to one star um, one star country club. It's a it's just a bar. That's oh, just okay. the name of it. Like, oh, there's okay. a stretch of bars in Fed, Fed Hill. Um, yeah. One star country clubs. One of them. Uh, one of the last times I was there, it was like two in the morning. It, no, it was like one in the morning. I was turn around and someone's like, hey, this is this is Trey. It was Trey Mancini. I was just Damn. Like, the Yankees had lost. I was like, fuck you. Fuck you. This is it before he had cancer. Uh, so, yeah, so we'll go there because their big thing is shotgunning twisted tees. Ugh. Yeah, we're shotgunning twisted. I remember you did that with Colleen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's uh, maybe we'll just stay there the whole time. Maybe we'll just mosey on. It's like a stretch of bars. Maybe we'll mosey on somewhere else. But yeah, probably about four o'clock at Pickles. Yeah. All right. I'll see so, you there. Hopefully, I will remember seeing you. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Last year was touch and go. So we'll it see. was, yeah. Yeah, you were pretty bombed for sure. Hopefully, they win. That's all I care about. Yeah, man. All right. Well, hey, uh, if if you're going to be in Baltimore this weekend, it sounds like we're going to be at Pickles around 4 o'clock. Come up. Say hi. Say what's up. If you're in the Fed Hill area, we'll be at one star at probably like 3 o'clock. Well, I will be. 2.30, 3, something like that. Um, the more I think about it, probably 4.30, I'll be at Pickles. Um yeah, you can follow Nick on Twitter at nkirbyny. Follow me at JJ from the Bronx. Uh, and hey, if we don't see you in Baltimore, we'll see you at the parade. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.